Well, hello there. That's right. It's time for go to bed. Not Your <laughs> reselling and bedtime story podcast of fun and happiness. Yes. For dreams of independence and dreams of fantasy. Ah, that's good. That's a good connector. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. it's been a very good week. Very good week uh, for us. It has, actually. Ex- <laughs> it really has. Except for Saturday, the flea market was not so good. Well, that was a purely physical thing. We sold a little less, a little. I'm going to say I expected more of a crowd, but I expected less sale. For the amount of crowd we had, the sales were okay. Mm. But what we didn't consider was the dust. Oh my god. I was so sick. Immediately after we we got on the road, I just started coughing and gagging because of the dust at this place. I, I, I can't do that to myself again. So Yeah, and you know what? A lot of those places have that, so... You know, it's one of those things where it's like, the more I was thinking about it, the more I was like, yeah, most flea markets are the kind of county fair place. The You know, they're kind of dusty and, and nasty. It's not concrete. It's just this gravel and dust stuff, you know? Yeah, it's Uh-oh. it was nasty. It was just pure nastiness uh, all around. It was a bit ill. And Gross. there was some nasty clientele as well, so but I won't get into that. We'll just keep uh, it up, we'll keep it upbeat and positive. But yeah, we won't be doing that flea market again. And of course, we will be back on the air tomorrow with it came from Cleveland. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and I immediately, you know, got on the phone with a friend of mine that hits the flea markets and goes and sells things on a regular basis, and asked him about different ones that. Uh, you know, are not that dusty. And he did give me a, a couple of ones that aren't that dusty. So that's good. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we're, we're going to give it another try, you know, probably on a Sunday uh, or something like that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we, uh, but uh, as for our eBay sales, I was kind of stunned. I mean, when we went to the post office on Monday, we had a boatload of packages. Load. That was, that was exciting. So, um, and, uh, yeah, so we, we, our sales, uh, uh, starting with, uh, last Friday, last Thursday, I guess, or Friday, I don't know if it sold after the show or not. Um, but we, uh, I had a, had a, had a really nice copy of, uh, the, um, Jeremy Iron, Iron psychological horror thriller, uh, Dead Ringers. That I sold for thirteen ninety nine. Not sure where I got it, but it, that it it's negligible at this point because anything and uh. anything VHS, I'm either paying fifty cents for, or uh, or a quarter for, uh, twenty five yeah. to fifty cents a piece, or it's been so long that I've had it that yeah. you know I you know it's it's out of a lot that's paid for itself, you know. Sure. So, so that was good. It sold for thirteen ninety nine. Of course, all of our sales, as you guys may may know, have free shipping. So that's a very attractive feature. And then uh, well, is free shipping really free? Because we have to pay for it. Well, it's not really free because I price accordingly. 
I price exactly. it, you know, if, if somebody's selling something for $4 plus calculated shipping, that means I sell it for $8 free shipping, you know? Exactly. So, uh, I, I, but in my, you know, my theory is that, uh, customers, they probably just don't want to think about the math at all. It's like, I have to pay this much. I'll pay sales tax on that. And I don't have to worry about shipping, you know? Sure. So, uh, then, oh boy, we sold a Blu-ray, Sue's. Uh, well, Dead Ringers, and after that, <laughs> Zach and, and Miri make a porno. 2008. Blu-ray. Brand that, new. That movie Elizabeth Banks' sex comedy. And yeah. you said that's by uh, Kevin Smith, is it, the director? Yep. Yeah, which is just boring. And it, it was... It was it was one of those things where I think it's rated R, but it's it's mildly offensive, but it's just kind of boring. And you, if you're fascinated by porn and how it's made, that might be the the movie it's for you. Not, it's not really though, because it's just such a it goofy, really isn't. It's just such a goofy, gross, awkward movie that it's yeah. like you know, it's you know, it's just offensive uh, to me in the sense that it's it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie, but not in a good way. But no. yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's like they took a very uh, risque subject matter and made it boring. I don't know. It's just funny. Yeah. It's so. Uh. So yeah. So we unloaded that for eight bucks free yeah. shipping, and of course that's something. I don't know where it came from. It. it Again, so that means if I don't know where it came from, that means wherever it came from, uh, I've made some, I've made a decent profit off of it. So you know, bye bye. Uh, Somebody out there wants it. All right, good. They, this was, you know, yeah. we, we've got a different amount of people that just want very uh, new DVDs. You know, uh, yeah, new DVDs, new Blu-rays, Blu-rays. Blu Blu yeah. mm -hmm. And um, uh, sold some anime, Golf Force 1, Eternal Story, 1986 VHS, clean and tested, sci-fi, English dub, anime, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. 1650. Uh, that was uh, free. That was something that was from my dad's. Yeah. And, and then a uh, slightly topical uh, item, Susan, above that. Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Caribbean 2, Dead yep. Man's Chest, 2006. DVD new Johnny Depp adventure, so that for nine dollars. Yeah. So and, bye bye. You know, I was and, glad to. Yeah, and that's something we, I we just we have a lot of those on VHS DVD opened. You know, so it's it's good that the sealed one went out the door. You know. Oh yeah, new new DVD or Blu-ray, you have an instant like you know quadrupling of the value. Um. <sighs> Uh, let me see. Uh, it went for just nine dollars, so it's not that much. It's yeah, but you know, uh, the Expendables one through three DVD, um, triple feature, Stallone, Lundgren, Willis, nice. Um, and that uh, sold for eight bucks free shipping. Again, that's something that you know I did not pay much for. Um, so you know I probably made like three bucks off of it something yeah but i think for a stallone fan i mean one through three the this the three movies on one dvd you know mm -hmm. kind of a space saver you know yeah. anyway 
So, uh, but this one was fun. It was a, a person, he could have bought three things and gotten an additional 20% off, but he didn't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Susan, the next one, we, we finally unloaded these. Oh, we got uh, Stargate uh, Season 9 and Stargate Season 10. All right. Yeah. And those were, those were open, aren't they? Were they open? Yeah, they were open. They I were dead. You know, he, he yeah. loved Stargate. I was not a fan. Um, I, my aunts loved that Stargate. Yeah. I did not. We tried to watch it. We were just like, cannot watch. So this is one of Unlike those. Unlike Battlestar Galactica, which we couldn't stop watching. This is one of those cases where, um, we we made a lot more money than we would have selling them separately because it it, it would have cost three nineteen to ship each one of them individually, um, uh-huh. but they're kind of heavy, so the package was over a pound, and this way by selling them together the price because it's over a pound only goes up uh, like by like eighty cents, seventy cents something like that. Yeah. So I paid like. Uh, $4.80 to ship the two of them together, whereas if I sold them separately, I would have been paying $6 and like uh, 38 cents. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. $3.19 twice. So that's when we sell things like that together, we're, we're making more profit, obviously. Yeah. And saving yeah. on packaging, too. Um, those fit nicely in one of my 9x9x3 boxes that I got by accident, but I did not complain because I was like, Hey, these could come in handy. Um, yeah. And uh, oh, this was a this was a nice one. Um, the one above it. Oh, uh, oh yeah, the, yeah. This one I just found for. Uh, go ahead and do the next one, Suze. The Chamber, nineteen ninety six DVD, new. Gene Hackman, Chris O'Donnell, sold that for nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. And I think yeah. I paid a buck fifty for it. I think that was from Savers. Yeah. Um, and then I was very happy about this. 25 bucks, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, brand new VHS factory sealed holographic cover action. Yeah. Um, you know, so... We've 20... had that a while, but I, I think that's... That's King's Highway. That's, it's VHS, right? Yeah, it's King's Highway. And it was really... I mean, the corners were really good on that. that that's a, a really good one if people want to get it graded and mm-hmm. you know put and you go and read the next one that was a 75 cent uh DVD. and then next is uh captain ron 1992 dvd with kurt russell martin short it's a classic high seas family comedy for 8.99 <laughs> why not bye bye you We're know coming up I on mean, a that couple. was opened yeah. though that was opened and of, and of course, uh, I love this because when we first started doing this uh, format on the show where we talked about what we sold, um, this was a prediction I made uh, very early on, and it keeps paying off, and I'm so happy about it. It's the Slimcase DVD double features by East West uh, Video, some by Digiview, yeah. and um, I forget there's another company. Happy, happy, good times. Good times was VHS. They didn't really. Oh, did they? Yeah, okay. I don't. I they don't think do they got case. too much into DVDs. Um, but yeah, so these these double features, I got. Uh, you know, this one I'm fairly certain came from a lot that I got on eBay. And I was buying lots of these for like $7 free shipping or $3 shipping or something like that. So basically I was getting a big stack of them and I was getting them for under a dollar. 
So this one was brand new. It's a it's a martial arts double feature, Snake Fist, Dynamo, and Hands of Death. Uh, 13 bucks. And there's another one coming up that you're gonna love. Um, but uh, and this one this one was fun too. I I, I think this was a, a thrift store find. Yeah, this this came, after Snake Fist. Uh, yeah, that was Three Stooges, Sabres. Mary Mavericks, ten ninety nine on a DVD. Yeah, so Three Stooges on DVD, brand yeah. new, will sell for a decent price. That's so you know eleven bucks. I and again, I bought it for a buck fifty. Yeah. Um, then uh, you go ahead and do the next one because then the other double features coming up. Pathfinder, two thousand and seven Blu Ray, Kurt Urban. Carl. Moon, Carl Urban. Carl, Carl Urban. Moon Bloodgood and Clancy Brown. Epic action film. Twelve ninety nine. Pathfinder. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know where it came from. So I don't um, you know, that's that's one I think that was no, I think that was a Salvation Army one. Maybe. Um, we've been doing some decent stuff at the Salvation Army. We've been finding some decent stuff. Yeah. Oh, you'll be happy to do the one after the one the one that I'm gonna do here. Um, this one I was really excited about. Again, something else I got from a lot from an eBay purchase, uh, paying you know roughly you know a dollar or less. Um, a slim case double feature. Picture Mommy Dead, nineteen sixty six. Murder Mansion, nineteen seventy nine. DVD new. Zsa Zsa Gabor horror. Uh, yeah. eighteen bucks. Sure. So and yeah, and there's another one yeah. coming up too, which I'm really excited about. But uh, do the do the next one, Suze. This one. But this the could, next one is yeah. a repeat performer, a return. I don't know. Repeat popular, a most popular selling item. Yes, chased by sea monsters. Yeah. Yeah. 2003. We sold it again this time for twenty nine ninety nine. That's insane. Actually. And do you know where the other copies of it are? Are they in the drawer in there? Yeah, check the drawer. Yeah, yeah that's probably where they are. Because yeah, we got to find our other copies. Because we got to list another one. Because I'm going to bump the price up to thirty two ninety nine. Why not? Because it's probably the last one. And the funny thing know? is, I think there's two more. I think there might be two more. I um, think there might be. I feel like there might be. But we we lost a a couple. Ones ago, I, I I remember selling them and going, nope, there's none left. I feel like there are, but then I found three yeah, more. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're in the drawer. Uh, yeah, so we we have a, so a funny. Our our factory sealed. We have a like a, a. Oh, that's nice. Thank you, butthole. It, it's summer, and well, it's spring, and the sound of spring is the sound of motorcycles. Oh, the sound of the sound of spring is the sound of ATVs. I mean, they'd be driving snowmobiles out on the street yeah, right yeah. now if they could. They'll ride anything. They'll 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 hook a vacuum cleaner mower up to a bicycle and ride it around. It's you know? true. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, uh, this was fun. This is something I got for a dollar. Uh, different strokes, fan favorites, 1979, Ooh, 1980. Yeah. Uh, eight uh eight season two episodes. Um. And I, I also spelled, I spelled it different strokes, the proper spelling. But then at the end, I put diff apostrophe rent. <laughs> because different. that's Different. So, you know, so because if somebody. No matter what you got, not a lot. So what? If somebody you types it yours. literally, if some, somebody types it literally, 
they'll be able yeah. to find it, you know. So, uh, but um, so yeah, twelve ninety nine. I bought that from a guy locally for a dollar. I spent like thirty bucks with him on a bunch of stuff, and I've I've sold a couple things out of it now. Um, but uh, you can take a um the next two Sue's. Pictures DVD 2020. Say it again. again. You cut out before the title came out. Savage Creatures DVD 2020 new. Judgment Day. Horror, vampires, aliens, and zombies. $12.99. I got about 20 messages from the person that wanted to buy this. (laughs) They were like, they were like, can I get this next? They were like, can I get this next week? And I thought they meant shipping time. And I said, well, you're in Pennsylvania. I'm in Ohio. Yeah, I think you could probably get it pretty fast. And, well, it was a woman, actually. And um, Two or two days, tops, three. And yeah. she's like, no, no. Well, I no. need to pay you later. Yeah, no, no. I'll pay you on Monday. I'll buy it Monday. Oh. And then oh. they met, and I message after message. Is this, is this movie rated? Well, if you would look at the pictures, you could clearly see on the back of it, it is not rated. <laughs> so I, I think that this is a person that might might uh, have needs or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. But uh, every once in a while, Ken makes a friend, and, and it goes on, and on and on and on. Yeah, and they really like to just message him all night long, and it's like we're running around trying to make our listings before midnight. Yeah. Trying to find things that sold. He's trying to package things. I'm trying yeah. to make my listings and, and, you know, like, and the whole time somebody's just like, new message, hey, uh, new message, new message, new message, new message, new message. Is this film in black and white? Is this film in 3D? No, but your face is. <laughs> That's what you said. Cool. Valley girl. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right, the Amazing the- Spider-Man 2012 Blu-ray, Andrew Garfield. Now this was uh, from my own personal collection, um, yeah. And I just I'm, I don't have the interest to to rewatch those movies, um, but it, it's it's a pristine copy with the slipcase, all the inserts. The you know, the DVD was never played. I only played the Blu-ray, um, mm-hmm. and you know, so you know, I got thirteen ninety nine for it. Not bad. I probably paid about. You know, I probably paid brand new, like 15, maybe 20 bucks, but that was years ago. So, you know, and I didn't go see it in the theater. So I, you know, we got to watch it at home and, you know, uh, so I didn't have to, you know, you know, pay the, the, you know, like if I had gone to see it in the theater with Susan, we would have gotten out for like 30 bucks, right? I yeah. bought it, and then I was able to resell it and recoup some of my money, and I still got to see the movie. You can't sell yeah. the memory of the theater, um, or your a old lot of times we bags. wind up when we go to the theater anyway. We get like a whole box, big thing of that popcorn. Oh yeah, and pops, and but we steal in our own candy, which is um, <laughs> illegal. Don't ever yes. do that, kids. No outside food. And, um, but we do buy the popcorn and the drinks, and uh, then we eat the whole bar thing of popcorn. We get the refill, and then he goes back and gets the refill, and uh, it's just it doesn't do me well. Yeah, and then we haven't done that popcorn. for three years. So, hmm? and we haven't, we haven't done been that to the for... theater in three years. Wow, at least, at least it happens. Two and a half. 
Um, all right, so this one I'm very excited about. Once again, the the uh, the wonders oh, of yeah. the DVD slim case. This came in a lot of stuff that I bought. Again, probably no more than a buck a piece, but I'd never heard of these movies before. They're two TV movies from the 70s, The Lucifer Complex and Beyond the Bermuda Triangle, uh, Lucifer Complex 1978 and Beyond the Bermuda Triangle 1975, uh, DVD yeah. brand new sci-fi. Beyond the Bermuda Triangle has Fred McMurray and, uh, and the Lucifer Complex has um, Robert Vaughn. So... Um, I, uh, drum roll, please. Um, but, um, okay, that's good. That's, that's, no, stop. Like, that's it like sounds awful. making no, my awful. ears, uh, explode. Awful. Um, <laughs> you uh, asked for a drum roll, man. Okay. I, I shouldn't have. Um, $34.99, ladies and germs. Um, how cool is that? 34 35 bucks you know free shipping and oh my god you should, should have seen how i packaged it it's in a box inside of a, a a ton of bubble pillows and inside another box and it weighs nothing but uh i'm like you get the royal treatment for buying this um well, see that's why i wish that there was another reseller i'm not in the chat room by the way because i'm looking at what we sold and everything but that's why I wish there was another reseller to comment on this. Because uh, it's like nobody else had that particular thin case on eBay. We should yeah. be able to ask whatever price we want. And at the same time, yeah, they used to kind of be cheap at the dollar stores. But that's still somebody's memory out there. And nobody else has it. So, you know. We want to sell it for what we feel comfortable with, and because we're, we're not going to see it again either, probably. Yeah. Then and... sometimes we start a trend, and then everybody digs theirs out and sells it for like twenty bucks, and we're mm -hmm. like, "Oh, okay, whatever." Well, who the hell is beeping their horn out there? Your car is locked, um, moron. One of our moronic neighbors. Um. They like to make noise. Yeah. Like I do. I'm here. Uh, okay, well, uh, last one, you take this one before we get to the audio installment. Um, you got to take okay. the, the last one there. And then, listen, and then, uh, John Carpenter's Halloween 1978 VHS sold that for 10 bucks. That was probably the... wasn't Blockbuster Presents version. Yeah, you know what? I remember when we put that up, that was a while ago. That was a yeah, it, it used to sell for a lot. But then that was one of those things, like you just got done saying, everybody else yeah. saw how much it was pricing, uh, how much they were pricing it for, and uh, they tried to sell it for a ton of money. I kind of went with that trend for a while, and then I saw it sold for a lot less and a lot less and a lot less. And I was like, well, that was a, like a 25 cent or 50 cent movie. Um, yeah. And, you know, uh, go ahead and, you know, we, we spent $20 yeah. on that acquisition total, so... You know, yeah. uh, made a few bucks off of it. No big. So it looks like, yeah, like I had the custom label that we got that from the nursery acquisition, and mm -hmm. then I redid it November, uh, November fourteenth, twenty twenty one. Yeah. But it was on for six, you know, several months before I redid it. Mm hmm. 
Huh, so we have other Halloween movies uh, for sale too. So you know exactly. And then we did uh, Mean Streets. And oh no 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 no! Stop stop no, stop stop! No no! What, what? I told I you to stop. Everything. So anyway, um, yeah, okay. So this is where this is our audio portion. Uh, okay. So this is uh this is a long one. So we should go to it now. Uh, so here you go and. Uh, this is in reverse, uh, so this is actually with the, starts with the n latest sale, and then ends with the, you know, of course, the next next two most recent sales. So, uh, but here you go, this is a weird one, and for the third one, brush up on your high school French, kids, because it ain't in English. What if you couldn't remember your childhood, your parents, or where you a man in search of his past. An enchanted village with a secret. And the family that hangs in the balance. Kennedy Homeland, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think? I see these things and I have no idea whether I'm remembering something or I'm just imagining it. There's no entry in the registration book for your parents and friends. You're trying to tell me they weren't originally from around here? To your inheritance, I cannot remember who you are, son. You're one of us, you belong here. One woman holds the key to it all. But before he can discover the truth, he'll have to give in to his darkest desires. Charlie? You gotta be like me. Tony? I just be sure and tell him to be here tonight, all right? Michael? Giovanni? You're still around that kid, Johnny Boy. This Johnny Boy is named after me. Nice, huh? Oh, sure. But this Johnny Boy is a little bit like your friend Groppy, half crazy. I understand you tried to help him out because of our family and his family. Well, that's nice, I understand. Watch yourself. Don't spoil anything. Honorable men go with honorable men. Four honorable men. And Johnny Boy. Why don't you make your payment last Tuesday? What do you mean? I made my payment last Tuesday. What are you talking about? Charlie, you don't know what He's here. Where? Out front. He's here? Yeah. So what do I care? All right, let me go get him. We'll straighten this thing out, all right? Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Charlie. 
What? Well, you're right. I'm right. Yeah, was it last Tuesday? Yeah, that's the Tuesday. That was last week. That's before the one that's about to come up. My mistake. I'm sorry. Forgive me. It was last week, the week before that I was thinking of. Four honorable men. And Johnny. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with me, my friend. I'm feeling fine. Keep your mouth shut. We're not gonna pay. We're not paying. No, we... But why? We just said we were gonna have a drink. That's and it. we don't pay mooks. What's a mook? A mook? What's a mook? I don't know. What's a mook? You can't call me a mook. I can't? No. I give you a mook. Honorable men. They will pay their debt tonight in mean streets. <laughs> I see what you're doing. <laughs> mm. I saw I... you. What happens when she... <laughs> you know, I borrowed money all over this neighborhood, left and right, from everybody, and I never paid them back. So I can't borrow no money from nobody no more, right? So who does that leave me to borrow money from but you? I borrow money from you because you're the only jerk-off around here that I can borrow money from without paying back, right? Because <laughs> I don't give two shits about you or nobody else. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Honorable men. Honorable men. C'est l'histoire d'un homme, Monsieur Cinéma, qui a 100 ans et qui perd la mémoire. Quelle merveille. Il perd la boule. C'était ça la bonne idée. J'ai engagé une papicite. Tu vas te faire chier, hein? regarde ma grand-mère, 92 ans, elle arrête pas de parler, elle répète et elle radote. Monsieur Cinéma, bonjour. Bonjour mon enfant. Oh, un bouquet. Vous êtes tout à fait charmante, mais j'ai l'impression que votre action sur la mémoire de mon ami accentue son délire habituel. Je veux pas mourir. Je veux pas mourir. Ah, oh, Simon, tu n'as pas changé. Alors, il me faut May West comme partenaire ou Béatrice Dalfou du nichon en bleu. Où tu l'as trouvé, ta nuisette sexy Rue de la Gaîté. C'est gay, c'est marrant. Monsieur Cinéma était souffrant. Je suis venu lui présenter mes hommages. Je pète la santé. Oui, bah fais attention, pète pas trop fort. Hein. Tu veux de la pizza Non, pas de pizza. Bon. Eh, hey, il est parfait, il a le profil exact. Deux navets de Niro sont dans un bateau. De Niro tombe à l'eau. Ah. Oh je hais ce sale type et j'aime toujours Catherine Deneuve. Bien sûr. Yarol. Le mouvement, c'est la vie et c'est le cinéma. Olé Olé Oh 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 oh, et Maurice Chevalier. Um, no, I'm not. Oui, oui, I did not pick up anything. May West? Anything. Did you hear him say May West? I, I heard that. <laughs> I tried to hear what the kid was singing, a little nursery rhyme. I figured I could figure that out. Nope. Yeah, well. Nope, I took a year of French.
so this is okay so start in reverse order uh that is what we um that's okay so this is from in reverse order what you heard there was 101 nights from 1995 uh it has a french name i won't dare to pronounce it uh it does have cameos by robert de niro and harrison ford and uh, it's a french comedy and it's about Whoa. a man it's about a man named Mr. Cinema essentially and it's it's a love letter to uh all the different eras of cinema up until uh you know i'm assuming the the 70s or 80s i don't know i, I it, it, but it's 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 as if the Mr. Cinema is is all of cinema the living embodiment like the god of cinema kind of and he's like super old um, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, it kind of gave me a little bit of a vibe of like, um, you know, what Neil Gaiman is, does in American Gods kind of thing, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, kind of huh. uh, making f a physical embodiment of, uh, of an aspect of society, you know, like technology or, uh, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, and then of course, uh, VHS, we sold, uh, well, yeah, 101 nights sold for $13 mean streets, uh, 1973. I did not put VHS in the title. I hope they looked at all the pictures and realized it's a VHS. Um, <laughs> uh, this, but, uh, nine bucks I got for mean streets. I think I have mean streets on DVD too. So if they, if they complain or something, I'll just send them the mean streets DVD, uh, <laughs> which, you know. Because the that that was uh, sixty cents Mean Streets, so sold it for nine dollars. Just got that at Sa Salvation Army the other day. There were some really nice, and a lot of very decent uh, VHS tapes. Um, I didn't take a big gamble on a lot of them, but I did pick up all the Scorsese ones, and there were a couple other things. And then the very first thing you heard in there was a terrible movie. <laughs> And the mm -hmm. terrible movies seem to get more money. Twenty two fifty, I sold uh, Wolfhound DVD, two thousand seven erotic horror thriller. Julia Cialini, Jennifer Courtney, very hard to find, and it is, and it's a former rental. Um, and I, I made note of that in the description. Um, and uh, yeah, I found that for seventy five cents at my favorite local thrift store. Um, which we lovingly refer to as finer things. That's not the name of it. It's common threads, but, um, <laughs> finer but they, things, common yeah. threads, needful things. Yeah. Don't well, needful things. Again. I call it finer things because it's like, it's a, it, everything in there, except I don't look at anything else except the movies in there because they always have a good selection. I just found some decent horror stuff in there. Not long ago. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, but this was one of the few horror things that I found there, this Wolfhound movie. And, uh, of course, you know, the uh, Julie Cialini was a, a playhouse playmate, and, you know, from... Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they said that in the trailer, too. So um, so I had it listed at thirty five ninety nine, and it had two watchers, and it's been up for a long time. So I was just like, all right, let's see if anybody bites. So I sent the offer for twenty two fifty with no counter offers, and it sold within five minutes. So uh, yeah, so there you go. I hope hope that person's a happy camper. Um, and uh, we've gotten um, uh, oh hey, we got the comment a comment on the um, Snake Fist Dynamo, nice DVD, thanks. So. Mm -hmm. 
Um, we ha- we got where our feedback is up to 514, but a lot of that is from recent purchases I made. Um, and uh, let me see. H.G. Uh, Wells War of the Worlds, nice purchase. Hot Wheels Accelerators, five stars, quickly shipped. Um, Star Trek Nemesis, very great. Uh, all all went great. Very happy buying from the seller. Uh, Phantom of the Paradise arrived quickly, well packaged, and in great shape. Plays with no problems, of course, because it was from my collection. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so we got a few in there for for good packaging, and I like that. That's always always good. Um, and uh. And I got a really nice lot of, of stuff that I posted recently. Um, and, uh, you know, and it, like I got a really, really nice DVD special edition copy of uh, Big Trouble in Little China. It doesn't sell for a lot, but a lot of people don't take decent pictures of stuff. But I immediately got a watcher on it, and I did not send an offer on it. That is still hanging out. Um, and uh, let's see. Let's take a look at our listings and see... If we can send offers, send offers, eligible six. All right, let's see what we can send. Um, here we go, the chaos experiment, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's in the news because of the Maverick um, movie. Really? Okay. Yeah, Um. so the Top Gun Maverick, he's back in that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's $12.99. I'll send an offer for $11.50 on that. Uh, sometimes, done. sometimes they come back for more VHS that has been hanging out for a while. Uh, I will, I'll, I'll cut that down to 1250 as well and, uh, send an offer, but the little big trouble in little China, I'm not going to send an offer on cause it's brand new and I love that movie and it just looks really cool in the store. Great cover. Um, oh, here's one angel of fury, AKA lady dragon two. That's another slim case. I have it listed for $32.99. I'll send an offer of $25.50. Again, these slim cases are crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the intruders. uh, That's a horror movie we got from our our favorite retail arbitrage that's located everywhere. (laughs) Um, Here's Here's my new idea. Um, for on sale, we should put Val Kilmer if he's in the news. We've got yeah. about seven movies. Well, no, actually, three, six, nine, eleven movies in in our in our uh, active listings that have him in it. Well, there you go. Why not make him a, a showcase? He's our Huckleberry actor. Yeah. So why not? There we go. So I just sent five offers to people, and um, there you go. And that's how it's done because then they feel special and yeah, we'll we'll go down a couple bucks for you for well, you special price. A lot of people are intimidated about the buy it now or or best offer, so a lot of people don't yeah. you know just won't make offers. They'll just hang out and they'll wait for you to come to them, you know, with with yeah. a price drop. And you know, and I, and I'm fine doing that, you know, because usually the offers that I send are the offers I would ex- accept unless it's something yeah. that's really, um, unless it's something Shower really, uh, uh, unless it, unless it's something really expensive, I will, you know, like there's a, 
there's a movie that we have a couple watchers on. I can't remember the name of it. The Dallas Connection or something. And it sells for a lot. I have it listed for like $125. And I sent an offer the other day for like, you know, took it down to like 75 bucks. No bites, you know. It's just like that that person, that those kinds of watchers, there are watchers out there that are just expecting you to uh, go super low. They're like, I'll watch it until they get, offer me $20. And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that, you know. So that's all right. It takes me two seconds to send you an offer. So, but... Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, but things are going well. Uh, the store we've got some fun uh, featured items. I found a really I there I love finding little weird oddities uh, when I'm out and about. And there's one sure. thing that I found, and I gotta get I gotta fix the write up on it. Um, and it's this thing called uh, it's a really neat DVD set. Uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, here it is. It's called the Pop Culture Bento Box. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Looks cool. Yeah, and, um, that's not what I wanted to do. I would just like to visit the store. Thank you. Um. I'm visiting it. So, uh, yeah, here's something. It's called the, the, the Pop Culture Bento Box. And what it is, is it's a whole bunch of Japanese. And, uh, um, and of course, if Adam's listening, he'll uh, uh, get a kick out of it because it's called a Bento Box. Um, I've had a Bento Box before. They're <coughs> adorable. Excuse me. Um, but this is, um, the, it's full of old Japanese sci-fi movies and anime. Uh, and it, it features the little prince and the eight headed dragon battle in outer space, Mothra, uh, Viper's Creed, um, Godzilla, the series. That's actually kind of fun. Um, I, it's, it has, um, two, no, no, uh, it is, let me see. Four episodes of the Godzilla the series. I'm assuming that's an animated series, but and, and then it has. Um, wait a minute. Uh, where's it? Said it had. Uh, oh, oh, I skipped over two things. Memories, um, which is an anime movie, and uh, Astro Boy. Four episodes of Astro oh, Boy. Yeah. So Viper's Creed is a series too. That has four episodes as well. So that, but that's really cool. You're getting, you know, this nice little box set of, um, you know, like it says, a unique assortment of classic and contemporary movies and TV, TV episodes. Um, and the packaging on it is really, really kind of adorable too. Um, mm -hmm. it's got a little sushi roll in the front and then snippets, you know, uh, still shots of a bunch of the different, uh, features on it. So, and it says a taste of Japan, sci-fi superhero and animated favorites. Um, just, just real quick, I am looking mm -hmm. at the chat room, and the chat room is overwhelmingly positive on Val Kilmer. They think he's neat. Oh yeah, yeah, Val yeah. Kilmer is great. So, so and, that might be a good one. Yeah. Okay, we'll do it. Um, and uh, oh, I forgot. And you know what? Michelle's in the in the in the before I forget. Michelle's in the chat room. Hi, Michelle. Um, what was the movie we watched the other day with the young Vincent Price? It was called um, 
And Are he was a psychiatrist. Oh, uh, uh, that was um, Shock. Shock. Yeah, we saw Shock. And that I just could, he just looked great. He was adorable. I'm sure Michelle's seen it already. But oh, yeah. She's was, seen it all. A, she's seen it all. But yeah, I was just like, you know, it's just like he just looked so young in that, you know. But it was a, it was a good movie. I really liked it. It was really drama. Yeah, that was on Big you Bad know. B movie uh, show yeah. the other day. But so. I liked it. Oh my gosh, was <laughs> I love Kermit with fangs. Michelle posting picture of Kermit the Frog biting Vincent Price. <laughs> oh, that's the funniest it's hysterical. thing. I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so we've got some fun stuff in the store. I've got a lot of lots of uh, double features that I put together. I um have a fun outer limits one that it's of the newer outer limits series uh yeah that's the fun newer death race and death race 2 jaws uh one through four listed in two different dvds it's jaws it's a dvd of all the sequels to jaws and then an individual copy of jaws you know special edition or whatever um don knots uh four four Dis uh four dvd disney movies uh, Apple, Dumpling, <laughs> Apple Dumpling Gang one and two, Hot Lead Cold Feet and Gus about the mule, the mule that could play football. Um, nice copy of Doctor Strange Love, Starship Troopers. So yeah, so we got a lot of fun stuff. And I got censored. Uh, eBay, uh, this is interesting. <laughs> e eBay has has censored me because there's uh there's a genre that most people will know. It is called erotic thriller. Uh, the, the, what's the, what's the name of the movie? Basic Instinct. That's an erotic thriller. Yeah. You know, there's going to be some nudity, but there's no, you know, it's not, you know. Nasty. It's not nasty. It's, it's not, not dirty, dirty. Well, no, I it's mean. It's kind of sexy you know, it's and suggestive porn. and. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not it, porn. It's, yeah. So, you know. But no that's, penetration. You don't yeah, see. Okay. Back up. Back up. Know. Slow down. <laughs> um. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, the uh, the um, they they did this to me before. I could oh. not feature this item in my store because their bot flagged it for the word erotic. Mm. And uh, one of them actually, um, they they uh, they they it's changed. They took it out of the category, but they put one thing in the like adults only. Um, uh, section uh they're like you have to be you know you know please verify your age to view this item and it's like it, it, it's it's a it's a movie that has nudity but it in you know and it is a sci-fi sci erotic thriller and they they flagged me for it and you know <laughs> and, and it was not searchable in our store so this new movie it's it's a movie that has richard gear and um uh what's her name uh daryl hannah so mm -hmm. you know you know it's it's you know it's sexy you know so i changed the wording on it i changed it to sexy thriller to it, mm -hmm. but it, it's still being flagged as you know the the you know the the word erotic threw up red flags for them so they they need to review it before they can proceed as a listing you know so I, I which I, is hysterical because that to me seems a little bit too much. And guess what? 
I just saw search something pretty dirty and found like 20 listings selling it. So come on eBay. What the heck? Yeah. Final analysis, I think was the name of the movie. Yeah. I, well, ju I just searched vibrator. There are tons of them and they're really, really, really naughty. But yeah, we get, we get, you know, flagged for erotic thriller. Oh yeah. Yeah. There it is. Adult. Well, I just searched for it in our stuff. It says adult only item requires verification. Oh Lord. Well, I don't know, man. It's rated R. If if we had to require adult verification for every rated R movie we sold, Lord, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna end this listing. So <laughs> I'm gonna end it and I'm gonna relist it because it, okay. it, nobody can find it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't think that they're uh, they didn't make me adult verification when I searched on eBay for dildo stupid i hate to say it i mean you know like i'm just saying we need to do it for erotic but not i mean these are pretty graphic pictures i'm looking at right now yeah so yeah uh, so anyway me, forget it type in richard gear i are you serious <laughs> item title final Final analysis. There we go. We're going to... There we go. Uh, end listing. God. Seriously. Yes, I want to end the listing. Yes. So, so yeah. So, I'll, I'll relist that later. And But that's that's silly. You know, that's absolutely <laughs> silly. Because I put erotic... Erotic thriller. Erotic thriller, yeah. And... Um, Come on. Uh, that's not a word that should be flagged. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, I put the rating in for the movie, you know, or mm -hmm. what, it goes in automatically. That's just ridiculous. But yeah, <laughs> Michelle this says really Tipper, silly. Tipper Gore lives on. Um, <laughs> I think so. I think so. Al divorced her though. So now he can listen to all his old heavy metal records. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I just don't, you know, uh, that's just such a, such a dumb thing. Um, mm -hmm. just a dumb, random thing. And, it's dumb. Um, yeah. Really silly. Yeah. So there, and oh, there's, okay. So did I realize that? So no, I'm sorry. I'm talking to myself. Shouldn't be. Uh, I can worry about that stuff later, but, we um, got like hmm? nine minutes to crush before. I mean, yeah. we could go to break early but you know well oh kiddo oh kiddo's shocked, shocked oh kiddo shock yeah uh, kiddo tease um, what's going on he's shocked i say huh. uh i bet he is but uh yeah we just a couple minutes we'll go to break because i uh, uh i have a new uh i i got sick of listening to all those old commercials that i play so i put something together so yes michelle says what if, what if what if you put unerotic It'll flag it. <laughs> Unerotic. So. Nice. Um, I mean, come on. Like, seriously, you have to think, like, some of the things that they thought were erotic were are really not. You know what I mean? Like, they're not that risque now. Like, what was it? 
was the movie? Oh, oh, I was watching a little documentary on the Everly Brothers, and they were like, oh, they wouldn't play Wake Up Little Susie in different towns because it was very risque. And it's like, no, it's not. Nothing happened. They fell asleep. I don't <laughs> I just thought that was silly, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, so now I've revised the item. I've revised the item. This is what I'm going to, how it's going to be titled. Okay. Um, I put uh, Final Analysis, 1992, DVD, Uma Thurman, Kim Basinger, neo-noir, sexy romance thriller. Ah, there you go. And that's kind of what it is. Whatever. So now we'll list the item. Whatever. There, we're listing the item. So, okay. uh, but, uh, yeah, so, um, requires adult item, adults only, final analysis. So what? dumb. So absolutely so dumb. dumb. And, uh, but no, we, so yeah, we, we've had some fun, uh, finding some stuff. Uh, we found, uh, some cool new horror movies the other day, brand new stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. uh, I forget some of the titles, but fun stuff we're always finding yeah. new fun stuff and flipping it out and I'm, I'm just amazed at how a lot of older things and newer things and you know i mean it's like all kinds of stuff at this point it's just like you never know what's going to sell from day to day but you yeah. know something's going to sell because of the volume of items we have we're about to crack yeah. do we crack 2500 items oh i think so i think so but yeah. I can't see it right now. So, I just uh, made I can a look on my phone. draft of Chased by Sea Monsters so we can list that again when we find a new yeah. sealed copy. So, Yeah, so uh, eBay. All right, my eBay selling active. Uh, no, no, we're two days away from having 2,500 items. Uh, so we're 2,474 active. Yeah. So we do fifteen a day. So, yeah. well, it's one of those things where we, we do ten, ten a day. day. We review, we redo old ones to make them look newer and better, and make sure there's no typos or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. Audit ourselves, you know, and and that yeah. that helps with the algorithm on eBay too. That, uh, when yeah, they're, yeah. So, uh, let me see. But what we're trying to do is, you know, it's like we have things available to us because we have thrift stores and we have uh, some places where we can get movies and other people in other rural areas or other cities. They may not have the time to go shopping like we do or they may not. They may just want one thing, you know, mm -hmm. they want one thing. They don't they don't want a whole bunch of stuff. So we buy the whole bunch of stuff and then we uh, send it out to you. So you can have what you want. Yeah, and you yeah. know it was it was weird because we were at uh, our local uh, the the thrift store chain um, that they're half price day. They're called Savers. Um, they might be in some of your guys' areas too, but um, Savers uh, is is a kind of a corporate chain. And the thing is, I go into these places and every week. I don't get up at the crack of dawn to go in and not the mm -hmm. first one there no. picking things over. I don't stand there mm -hmm. with my cell phone scanning barcodes too much, you know. But you go in and everybody in every aisle is like looking things up on their phone. They're looking at glassware and 
deck decor yeah. and uh, clothing yeah. and shoes and yeah. purses. I go straight to the DVDs. I have like no competition. I go through and I look and I see what's factory sealed. I get it for a buck and a half, uh, which is still, you know, the, the most expensive um, place I buy. A dollar and a half is the most I'll spend on a DVD. Um, yeah. Unless I know. But it's, we look for other yeah. cool stuff or, or stuff that we might think somebody would want for their collection, you know? Yeah. So, but there was this, uh, it was so funny because there was this monster flipper there the other day and they had like four shopping carts full of stuff that they had purchased on half price day and they were just filling the back of their SUV and it was all kinds of junk. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I would not want to do that. And you know, then that's the one thing about what we're doing is storing this stuff Versus storing a bunch of glassware or vases or lamps or, you know, it's yeah. like storing and shipping for that kind of stuff would be a nightmare, you know? It would because that's why they say that you should specialize because we can know what's going on for our product. We can know a little bit about our product. We know how to ship our product safely. You know, like, that's the thing. Like, when people don't specialize in one thing, they can wind up with a whole bunch of not really, they won't be motivated, you know? Yeah. Because they'll be like, everything has to ship differently, and eh, it's kind of weird, you know? I mean, I can't even imagine the nightmare it would be of taking pictures of clothing and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I, I just... Well, we're not into clothing. People that are into clothing... I'm sure love it, but I, I we're not into clothing because Ken used to work retail in clothing for a yeah. clothing manufacturer. And we had fun with it for a little while. He would come home with like entire outfits for under 10 bucks for me, which was cool for a while. But, you know, we're just not that into clothing. Yeah, I was in. I was into buying clothing for for, you know, somebody that I love, but not. Yeah. You know, selling clothing to people i you know yeah don't know. well you're not we're not into the name brands you got to really be into the name brands and the rarer name brands yeah I'm just not into it you know yeah so foxfire so, i like my generic clothes i'm i'm weird like that yeah and foxfire says yeah they have uh savers yeah and um yeah michelle says why the heck do you store and ship glassware that is a nightmare yeah i mean I worked with a, a woman who lived in a condo who bought and sold uh, glassware. Uh, Wendy, who I used to work with at, at House of Blues. Oh, yeah? And and I was just like, she's like, oh, it's going really good. It's going really good. And it's like, I don't, you know, I just, I don't see how. See, I like glassware. So that's one of those things where, like, I have some uranium glass that I have in my own collection. I like spun art glass things that Mm -hmm. are, you know, like from the 60s and 70s. I have a lot of stuff like that, but selling it and and, um, shipping it, oh, God, I can't imagine what a nightmare that would be because I would just be afraid it would break, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. No, I just just can't even... um... I can't even imagine, uh, you know, mm. wanting to deal with that. But yeah, odd size items suck. 
Coffee mugs suck. Um, you know, <laughs> in in the yeah, ship. I'm kind of enjoying selling some coffee mugs, but you gotta like sell them for at least ten bucks to cover. You know, and and it'll cost ten bucks to ship them. Yeah. So yeah. It's it's ludicrous. So again, media mail three nineteen unless you go over a pound, and then it's uh yeah. like. Three, yeah, the most I spend is like three dollars and eighty cents to to ship something. Yeah. Some, if if it's a big big box, you know, it might be five or six bucks. But I love yeah. that if somebody's buying a big big box of media from me, that means yeah. you know my profit margin goes up because I don't have to pay individual shipping on all the items. So, uh, but anyway, all right, it's time to go to the break. Uh, I put together a new little uh, thingy here. It's um, I just got sick of listening to all the regular commercials and everything, but I put together uh, Susan's favorite cereal from the 70s, Freakies. Three different Freakies. You'll hear Burgess Meredith in there. Uh, three different Freakies commercials. Um, a fun little thing from Jack Benny uh, from the 40s about being respectful to other people for their diversity. And uh, the trailer from one of my, my favorite movies of all time, Brazil, by Terry Gilliam. So, uh, yeah, here you go. We'll be right back. I am Dracula. That is not what I meant to play. I apologize. Where did I put it? Here it is. I like freaky cereal because it tastes good, and I ought to know I'm the boss. Oh, so it has a lot of vitamins. Indubitably, this is a very crunchy cereal. Very worthy. Super eminent. What is he saying? I don't know. And I like freaky cereal because it's sugary and sweet, like me. You too can have crunchy, sugary, freaky cereal every morning. Oh, we are the freakies, we are the freakies, and this is a freaky stream. We never miss a meal, cause we love our cereals. This is the big boss, we call the boss boss. Make sure you spell it right. Snorkel off they call me, so handsome and pretty. He's little handholds. He's got a weird nose. Do I really have to sing? My name is Grumble. I am Tumumble. You're standing on my foot. Grumble is his name. Small, this is my game. I know more than you do. Yes, you. And don't forget me, I'm goody goody. I always do what's right. For instance, I eat freaky cereal because it's got a lot of vitamins and it's good for me. You too can have crunchy, freaky cereal as part of your good breakfast. And there's a free, freaky, and specially marked boxes. Okay, here comes the big finish. We This is the story of the Freakies and their perilous search for a home. The leader of the Freakies was the fearless Boss Moss. Whenever the Freakies had a problem, they ran to Boss Moss. We're afraid. I understand exactly how you fail. He never solved the problem, but he was always understanding. At last, they came upon a wonderful tree grew their favorite cereal, Freakies. Oh, happy day! Every morning, the cereal would ripen in the sun, becoming toasty and sugary and golden with vitamins. What are you, scavenger or something? And they knew they had found a home. <laughs> oh! Hmm, I wonder what the taxes are like here. 
Freakies is part of a good breakfast, and you get a free Freaky magnet in specially marked boxes. Ladies and gentlemen, the chief hope of our enemies is to divide the United States along racial and religious lines and thereby conquer us. Let's not spread prejudice. A divided America is a weak America. Through our behavior, we encourage the respect of our children and make them better neighbors to all races and religions. Remind them that being good neighbors has helped make our country great and kept her free. Thank you. Do you wake from your finest fantasy? Only to return to your daily nightmare. Is your mother about to look younger than you do? Does the woman of your dreams... I love you. In my dreams, I love you. ...still have a few doubts? Then it's time to take a stand. To break out of your dull, humdrum life and into Brazil. You're so pleased. You can make it right this way. Out whites of fantasy and the nightmare of reality. We're all in this together. Terrorist bombings. I don't think it involves anything unsavory. You trust me, Jack. And late night shopping. <laughs> True love. You don't trust me? Trust you? Trust you? The man who hijacks my truck loses me my job? Has every security man in town looking for me? Of course I trust you. I was only trying to help. Yeah. And creative plumbing. There's a problem. Can you fix it? No, I can't. From Terry Gilliam, director of Time Bandits, Jonathan Price. Sam, what are we going to do with you? Robert De Niro. I came into this game for the action, the excitement. Go anywhere, travel light, get in, get out, wherever there's trouble, a man alone. Catherine Hellman and Michael Palin. We've always been close, haven't we? Yes, Jack. Until this all blows over, just stay away from me. Brazil, it's only a state of mind. We're all in it together, kid. I got to bed. Yep. I missed my freakies. That's okay. Yeah. I had to run to the bathroom, but I'll get it next time. <laughs> I'll hear it next time. Uh, I'm excited. Play it for you. Thank I'll you very I'll, much. And yeah. I do love to hear Brazil. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I, I before we get into Oz, we, we do have the kiddo drop coming up from Foxfires. So welcome back to the time for go to bed portion of the Voodoo Zombie Boutique program. And uh, yeah, uh, Foxfire. She actually works uh, in a in a thrift store. Um, and she says, reseller rant. It drives me freaking nuts when resellers take every damn book off our shelves, scan them, then don't put them back. They just leave piles of books all over the store. Freaking pisses me off. Then I have to go and reshelve all the stuff. Rude. Agreed a thousand percent. 
I yeah. I put things back where they came from. If you know, I'll walk. Susan might be in a different apartment. I'll say, "What do you think? Do we?" Or I'll say, "Do we have this?" And you know, and no, we don't. Ha we we already have it. We don't want it. I'll take it Wait, back. Have we put seen it back. this? That's our code. Have yeah. we seen this? Oh, in savers, we don't bother. Everybody knows. You know, we're yeah. We're, you know, we're reselling. So and uh, oh. oh, kiddo drop, kiddo drop. <laughs> Discovers vintage VHS. <laughs> oh, scary, awful horror monsters three. That sounds like a great. Oh, the return of Chippos too. Yeah, he's got some snacks. All right, so. Oh my gosh, that that's is so fun. cute. All right, yeah. so let's see. Um, Cross promotion. Yeah. Um. Kiddo VHS. <laughs> All right, desktop. Cute. Save that. Get re ready to set to coloring. Uh, and uh, yeah, so. How uh, old is Kiddo? I don't know. I don't know. He looks, he seems pretty young. He does. Just he a does. kid. Just a kid. Yeah, so that's, that's great. Um, yeah. And uh, let me see. Is there. Oh, look at that. There's a VHS emoji, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, there is? That's yeah. awesome. It's out um, there. And, uh, I've used yeah. it on my text, so that's good that they can let us use it in Discord. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the emojis are kind of universal, I think. So, um, yeah. M mostly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, but we, we're definitely having a lot of fun doing this. It is... And I'll tell you what, it is very time-consuming um, work. I mean, you know, doing, you know, the running around. I mean, we're 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 looking for stuff at least uh, three, four, five times a week um, to resell. Uh, we're running to the post office five, six days a week. Um, yeah. We you know, are. packaging takes time. Organization takes time. Uh, you know, and we're we're a little behind. I've got some pile-ups, so we got to start filing some stuff but we're out of room and our we have our uh, what we call the the cabinet of dr caligari our horror cabinet <laughs> um uh it's a fun little cabinet we bought from uh an estate sale a while back it's got these little like weird yeah. bird bird cutouts on it it's it's a fun cabinet but uh Cute. that's full so we need an overspill but we're actually getting... i made a little room there's a my room yeah. for a little, like 10 more in there now okay well i got 10 more to yeah. get so um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and it, it kind of irritates me, too, because I went on a Facebook marketplace a couple weeks ago, and this woman was, like, giving away. She had, like, storage totes that she was giving away, and we could buy them, yeah, but she was just giving them away. And I, I said, hey, I wouldn't mind having a few of those. I don't want to take all of them if other people are interested. Crickets. Never heard back. So Yeah, it's gone. Um, yeah. And that's okay. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, Facebook marketplace is getting sketchy. I don't like it as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause you know, because I was thinking I, I want, I want to branch out and do more Facebook marketplace to sell, but you're, well, you're I, saying you're having trouble finding good things to buy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, and, and the communication is terrible on it. You know, I mean, I, I had, I've been interested in things and messaged people and they just don't respond, you know? And it's like, okay. Yeah. Why are you on Facebook marketplace? Then? So, 
So, all yes, right, well, it. without further ado, let's get into uh, the Emerald City of Oz. We've got chapters 21 and 22 tonight. Um, and uh, I will, uh, I think I should have this colored, uh, hopefully, before the first uh, installment is done. So, Oh, it's awesome. I love it. I let's love it, Fox see. Bar. It's see great. How, it is fantastic. Let's see how fast I can work. So, here we go. Uh, the Emerald <laughs> City of Oz, chapter 21, read by... Um, uh, Phil Chenevere from LibriVox. Chapter 21 of The Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 21. How the King Changed His Mind. Just then a rabbit band of nearly fifty pieces marched in playing upon golden instruments and dressed in neat uniforms. Following the band came the nobility of Bunnyberry, all richly dressed and hopping along on their rear legs. Both the ladies and the gentlemen wore white gloves upon their paws, with their rings on the outside of the gloves, as this seemed to be the fashion here. Some of the lady rabbits carried lorgnettes, while many of the gentlemen rabbits wore monocles in their left eyes. The courtiers and their ladies paraded past the king, who introduced Princess Dorothy to each couple in a very graceful manner. Then the company seated themselves in chairs and on sofas and looked expectantly at their monarch. It is our royal duty as well as our royal pleasure, he said, to provide fitting entertainment for our distinguished guest. We will now present the royal band of whiskered friskers. As he spoke, the musicians, who had arranged themselves in a corner, struck up a dance melody while into the room pranced the whiskered friskers. There were eight pretty rabbits dressed only in gauzy purple skirts fastened around their waists with diamond bands. Their whiskers were colored a rich purple, but otherwise they were pure white. After bowing before the king and Dorothy, the friskers began their pranks, and these were so comical that Dorothy laughed with real enjoyment. They not only danced together, whirling and gyrating around the room, but they leaped over one another, stood upon their heads, and hopped and skipped here and there so nimbly that it was hard work to keep track of them. Finally, they all made double somersaults and turned handsprings out of the room. The nobility enthusiastically applauded, and Dorothy applauded with them. They're fine, she said to the king. Yes, the whiskered friskers are really very clever, he replied. I shall hate to part with them when I go away, for they have often amused me when I was very miserable. I wonder if you could ask Glinda. No. It wouldn't do at all, declared Dorothy positively. There wouldn't be room in the hole in the ground for so many rabbits, especially when you get the lily chair and your clothes there. Don't think of such a thing, your majesty. The king sighed. Then he stood up and announced to the company, We will now hold a military drill by my picked bodyguard of royal pikemen. Now the band played a march, and a company of white rabbit soldiers came in. They wore green and gold uniforms and marched very stiffly, but in perfect time. Their spears, or pikes, had slender shafts of polished silver with golden heads, and during the drill they handled these weapons with wonderful dexterity. 
I should think you'd feel pretty safe with such a fine bodyguard, declared Dorothy. I do, said the king. They protect me from every harm. I suppose Glinda wouldn't— No, interrupted the girl. I'm sure she wouldn't. It's the king's own bodyguard, and when you are no longer king, you can't have him. The king did not reply, but he looked rather sorrowful for a time. When the soldiers had marched out, he said to the company, The royal jugglers will now appear. Dorothy had seen many jugglers in her lifetime, but never any so interesting as these. There were six of them dressed in black satin, embroidered with queer symbols in silver, a costume which contrasted strongly with their snow-white fur. First they pushed in a big red ball, and three of the rabbit jugglers stood upon its top and made it roll. Then two of them caught up a third and tossed him into the air, all vanishing until only the two were left. Then one of these tossed the other upward and remained alone of all his fellows. The last juggler now touched the red ball, which fell apart, being hollow, and the five rabbits who had disappeared in the air scrambled out of the hollow ball. Next they all clung together and rolled swiftly upon the floor. When they came to a stop only one fat rabbit juggler was seen, the others seeming to be inside him. This one leaped lightly into the air, and when he came down he exploded and separated into the original six. Then four of them rolled themselves into round balls, and the other two tossed them around and played ball with them. These were but a few of the tricks the rabbit jugglers performed, and they were so skillful that all the nobility and even the king applauded as loudly as did Dorothy. "'I suppose there are no rabbit jugglers in all the world to compare with these,' remarked the king. And, since I may not have the whiskered friskers or my bodyguard, you might ask Glinda to let me take away just two or three of these jugglers, will you? I'll ask her, replied Dorothy doubtfully. Thank you, said the king. Thank you very much. And now you shall listen to the winsome waggish warblers who have often cheered me in my moments of anguish. The winsome, waggish warblers proved to be a quartet of rabbit singers, two gentlemen and two lady rabbits. The gentlemen warblers wore full-dress swallowtail suits of white satin with pearls for buttons, while the lady warblers were gowned in white satin dresses with long trails. The first song they sang began in this way. When a rabbit gets a habit of living in a city, and wearing clothes and furbelows and jewels rare and pretty, he scorns the bun who has to run and burrow in the ground, and pity those whose watchful foes are man and gun and hound. Dorothy looked at the king when she heard this song, and noticed that he seemed disturbed and ill at ease. I didn't like that song he said to the warblers, Give us something jolly and rollicking. So they sang to a joyous, tinkling melody as follows. Bunnies gay delight to play in their fairy town secure. Every frisker flirts his whisker at a pink-eyed girl demure. Every maid in silk arrayed at her partner shyly glances. 
Paws are grasped, waists are clasped, as they whirl in giddy dances. Then together, through the heather, neath the moonlight soft they stroll. Each is very blithe and merry, gambling with laughter droll. Life is fun to every one, guarded by our magic charm, for to dangers we are strangers, safe from any thought of harm. You see, said Dorothy to the king when the song ended, the rabbits all seem to like Bunnyberry except you, and I guess you're the only one that has ever cried or was unhappy and wanted to get back to your muddy hole in the ground. His majesty seemed thoughtful, and while the servants passed around glasses of nectar and plates of frosted cakes, their king was silent and a bit nervous. When the refreshments had been enjoyed by all and the servants had retired, Dorothy said, I must go now, for it's getting late, and I'm lost. I've got to find the wizard and Aunt Em and Uncle Henry and all the rest sometime before night comes, if I possibly can. Won't you stay with us? asked the king. You will be very welcome. No, thank you, she replied. I must get back to my friends, and I want to see Glenda just as soon as I can, you know. So the king dismissed his court and said he would himself walk with Dorothy to the gate. He did not weep or groan any more, but his long face was quite solemn, and his big ears hung dejectedly on each side of it. He still wore his crown and his ermine, and walked with a handsome gold-headed cane. When they arrived at the room in the wall, the little girl found Toto and Bellina waiting for her very patiently. They had been liberally fed by some of the attendants, and were in no hurry to leave such comfortable quarters. The keeper of the wicket was by this time back in his old place, but he kept a safe distance from Toto. Dorothy bade good-bye to the king as they stood just inside the wall. "'You've been good to me,' she said, "'and I thank you ever so much. And as soon as possible I'll see Glinda and ask her to put another king in your place and send you back into the wild forest.' and I'll ask her to let you keep some of your clothes and the lily chair and one or two jugglers to amuse you. I'm sure she will do it, because she's so kind, and she doesn't like anyone to be unhappy. Ahem, <clears throat> said the king, looking rather downcast. I don't like to trouble you with my misery, so you needn't see Glenda. Oh, yes, I will, she replied. It won't be any trouble at all. But, my dear, continued the king, in an embarrassed way, I've been thinking the subject over carefully, and I find there are a lot of pleasant things here in Bunnyberry that I would miss if I went away, so perhaps I'd better stay. Dorothy laughed. Then she looked grave. It won't do for you to be a king and a crybaby at the same time, she said. You've been making all the other rabbits unhappy and discontented with your howls about being so miserable, so I guess it's better to have another king. Oh, no, indeed, exclaimed the king earnestly. If you won't say anything to Glinda, I'll promise to be merry and gay all the time and never cry or wail again. Honor bright? she asked. On the royal word of a king, I promise it, he answered. All right said Dorothy. You'd be a regular lunatic to want to leave Bunnyberry for a wild life in the forest, and I'm sure any rabbit outside the city would be glad to take your place. 
Forget it, my dear. Forget all my foolishness, pleaded the king earnestly. Hereafter I'll try to enjoy myself and do my duty by my subjects. So then she left him and entered through the little door into the room in the hall, where she grew gradually bigger and bigger until she had resumed her natural size. The keeper of the wicket led them out into the forest and told Dorothy that she had been of great service to Bunnyberry because she had brought their dismal king to a realization of the pleasure of ruling so beautiful a city. I shall start a petition to have your statue erected beside Glenda's in the public square, said the keeper. I hope you will come again some day and see it. Perhaps I shall, she replied. Then, followed by Toto and Bellina, she walked away from the high marble wall and started back along the narrow path toward the signpost. End of chapter 21 oh, I'm almost done, but it sneaked up on me again, as always. So, wow, she's getting her own statue, and, and she uh, got, the, got the king to quit uh, moaning and groaning. His belly aching. Yep. I want to live in the rabbit world. It's so cute. Bunbury. So darn cute. The way they dye their whiskers and dance about. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that. But that's a that's a fun uh, little chapter there. Yeah. I I want a rabbit. But I. I'm, uh, Ken's like no, not a good idea. Yeah. But an Ten Angora rabbit. Tennessee might kill it. Yeah, um, he might try to kill it. So, uh, anyway, all right, um, I'm almost done here, so let's go ahead and roll into the next next chapter and um, see all right. see what happens in the Emerald City of Oz, Part Twenty Two, Chapter Twenty Two of the Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 22 How the Wizard Found Dorothy When they came to the signpost, there to their joy were the tents of the wizard pitched beside the path and the kettle bubbling merrily over the fire. The shaggy man and Omby Amby were gathering firewood while Uncle Henry and Aunt Em sat in their camp chairs talking with the wizard. They all ran forward to greet Dorothy as she approached and Aunt Em exclaimed, Goodness gracious, child, where have you been? You've played hooky the whole day, added the shaggy man reproachfully. Well, you see I've been lost, explained the little girl, and I've tried awful hard to find the way back to you, but just couldn't do it. Did you wander in the forest all day? asked Uncle Henry. You must be almost starved, said Aunt Em. No, said Dorothy, I'm not hungry. I had a wheelbarrow and a piano for breakfast, and lunched with a king. Ah, exclaimed the wizard, nodding with a bright smile. So you've been having adventures again. She's stark crazy, cried Aunt Em. Who ever heard of eating a wheelbarrow? It wasn't very big, said Dorothy, and it had a zuzu wheel. And I ate the crumbs, said Billina soberly. Sit down and tell us about it, begged the wizard. We've hunted for you all day, and at last I noticed your footsteps in this path and the tracks of Bellina. We found the path by accident, and seeing it only led to two places, I decided you were at either one or the other of those places, 
so we made camp and waited for you to return. And now, Dorothy, tell us where you have been, to Bunbury or to Bunnyberry? Why, I've been to both, she replied. But first I went to Utensia, which isn't on any path at all. She then sat down and related the day's adventures, and you may be sure Aunt Em and Uncle Henry were much astonished at the story. But after seeing the cutting clips and the fuddles, remarked her uncle, we ought not to wonder at anything in this strange country. Seems like the only common and ordinary folks here are ourselves, rejoined Aunt Em diffidently. Now that we're together again and one reunited party, observed the shaggy man, what are we to do next? Have some supper and a night's rest, answered the wizard promptly, and then proceed upon our journey. Where to? asked the Captain General. We haven't visited the rigmaroles or the flutter budgets yet, said Dorothy. I'd like to see them, wouldn't you? They don't sound very interesting, objected Aunt Em, but perhaps they are. And then, continued the little wizard, we will call upon the Tin Woodman and Jack Pumpkinhead and our old friend the Scarecrow on our way home. That will be nice, cried Dorothy eagerly. Can't say they sound very interesting either, remarked Aunt Em. Why, they're the best friends I have, asserted the little girl. And you're sure to like them, Aunt Em, cause everybody likes them. By this time twilight was approaching, so they ate the fine supper which the wizard magically produced from the kettle, and then went to bed in the cozy tents. They were all up bright and early next morning, but Dorothy didn't venture to wander from the camp again for fear of more accidents. "'Do you know where there's a road?' she asked the little man. "'No, my dear,' replied the wizard, "'but I'll find one.' After breakfast he waved his hands toward the tents, and they became handkerchiefs again, which were at once returned to the pockets of their owners. Then they all climbed into the red wagon, and the sawhorse inquired, "'Which way?' Never mind which way, replied the wizard. Just go as you please, and you're sure to be right. I've enchanted the wheels of the wagon, and they will roll in the right direction, never fear. As the sawhorse started away through the trees, Dorothy said, If we had one of those new-fashioned airships, we could float away over the top of the forest and look down and just find the places we want. Airships? Pah! retorted the little man scornfully. I hate those things, Dorothy, although they are nothing new to either you or me. I was a balloonist for many years, and once my balloon carried me to the land of Oz, and once to the Vegetable Kingdom, and once Ozma had a gump that flew all over this kingdom and had sense enough to go where it was told to, which airships won't do. The house which the cyclone brought to Oz all the way from Kansas, with you and Toto in it, was a real airship at the time, so you see we've got plenty of experience flying with the birds. Airships are not so bad after all, declared Dorothy. Some day they'll fly all over the world, and perhaps bring people even to the land of Oz. I must speak to Ozma about that, said the wizard with a slight frown. It wouldn't do at all, you know. Are the Emerald City to become a way station on an airship line? No, said Dorothy, I don't suppose it would. But what can we do to prevent it? 
I'm working out a magic recipe to fuddle men's brains so they'll never make an airship that will go where they want it to go, the wizard confided to her. Uh, that won't keep the things from flying now and then, but it'll keep them from flying to the land of Oz. Just then, the sawhorse drew the wagon out of the forest, and a beautiful landscape lay spread before the traveler's eyes. Moreover, right before them was a good road that wound away through the hills and valleys. Now, said the wizard with evident delight, we are on the right track again, and there is nothing more to worry about. It's a foolish thing to take chances in a strange country, observed the shaggy man. Had we kept to the roads, we never would have been lost. Roads always lead to some place, else they wouldn't be roads. This road, added the wizard, leads to Rigamarole Town. I'm sure of that because I enchanted the wagon wheels. Sure enough, after riding along the road for an hour or two, they entered a pretty valley where a village was nestled among the hills. The houses were munchkin-shaped, for they were all domes, with windows wider than they were high, and pretty balconies over the front doors. Aunt Em was greatly relieved to find this town neither paper nor patchwork, and the only surprising thing about it was that it was so far distant from all other towns. As the sawhorse drew the wagon into the main street, the travelers noticed that the place was filled with people standing in groups and seeming to be engaged in earnest conversation. So occupied with themselves were the inhabitants that they scarcely noticed the strangers at all. So the wizard stopped the boy and asked, Is this rigmarole town? Sir, replied the boy, if you have traveled very much, you will have noticed that every town differs from every other town in one way or another, and so, by observing the methods of the people and the way they live, as well as the style of their dwelling-places, it ought not to be difficult to make up your own mind without the trouble of asking questions whether the town bears the appearance of the one you intended to visit or whether perhaps having taken a different road from the one you should have taken, you have made an error in your way and arrived at some point where— Land sakes! cried Aunt Em impatiently. What's all this rigmarole about? That's it, said the wizard, laughing merrily. <laughs> it's a rigmarole because the boy is a rigmarole, and we've come to rigmarole town. Do they all talk like that? asked Dorothy wonderingly. He might have said yes or no and settled the question, observed Uncle Henry. Not here, said Omby Amby. I don't believe the rigmaroles know what yes or no means. While the boy had been talking, several other people had approached the wagon and listened intently to his speech. Then they began talking to one another in long, deliberate speeches, where many words were used but little was said. But... When the strangers criticized them so frankly, one of the women, who had no one else to talk to, began an address to them, saying, It is the easiest thing in the world for a person to say yes or no 
When a question that is asked for the purpose of gaining information or satisfying the curiosity of the one who has given expression to the inquiry has attracted the attention of an individual who may be competent either from personal experience or the experience of others to answer it with more or less correctness or at least an attempt to satisfy the desire for information on the part of the one who has made the inquiry by... "'Dear me!' exclaimed Dorothy, interrupting the speech. "'I've lost all track of what you were saying.' "'Don't let her begin over again, for goodness' sake!' cried Aunt Em. But the woman did not begin again. She did not even stop talking, but went right on as she had begun, the words flowing from her mouth in a stream. "'I'm quite sure that if we waited long enough and listened carefully—' "'Some of these people might be able to tell us something in time,' said the wizard. "'Let's don't wait,' returned Dorothy. "'I've heard of the rigmaroles and wondered what they were like, but now I know, and I'm ready to move on.' "'So am I,' declared Uncle Henry. "'We're wasting time here.' "'Why, we're all ready to go,' said the shaggy man, putting his fingers to his ears to shut out the monotonous babble of those around the wagon. So the wizard spoke to the sawhorse, who trotted nimbly through the village and soon gained the open country on the other side of it. Dorothy looked back as they rode away and noticed that the woman had not yet finished her speech, but was talking as glibly as ever, although no one was near to hear her. If those people wrote books, Ambiambi remarked with a smile, it would take a whole library to say the cow jumped over the moon. "'Perhaps some of them do write books,' asserted the little wizard. "'I've read a few rigmaroles that might have come from this very town.' "'Some of the college lecturers and ministers are certainly related to these people,' observed the shaggy man. "'And it seems to me the land of Oz is a little ahead of the United States in some of its laws, for here, if one can't talk clearly and straight to the point, they send him to rigmarole town.' while Uncle Sam lets him roam around wild and free to torture innocent people. Dorothy was thoughtful. The rigmaroles had made a strong impression upon her. She decided that whenever she spoke, after this, she would use only enough words to express what she wanted to say. End of chapter 22 Well, there we go. There's all of our Oz for tonight. He's going to use Grammarly now. I think I might be interested in a business preposition for you. I have a business preposition. A business right? preposition? Yeah, I'm not saying it right. Pro proposition. Yeah, I, I that. Thought, okay. I thought you were. Yeah. I thought you were making a pun because you said grammarly, and I thought yeah. you were saying business preposition. They're always trying to sell us grammarly, and we're just like no, mm. and. uh they, they kind of, they do. It is important to make things more concise in business conversation. Sure. You know? Yeah. It is. But, yeah. So, yeah. We, Foxfire's got turkeys. Did you see the pictures? Turkeys. I did. I did. Cute. Weren't there a couple in her truck or something? Yeah. She yelled at them <laughs> and they got out. They said, all right, we didn't want to wind up in this nearest town. 
Oh, they were just in the bed of the truck. That's good. Yeah, they were just hanging out. Not in the cab. They weren't trying to, like, carjack the... No, they're not Toonses or anything. Yeah. They can't drive a car like our cats do. Oh, yeah. Uh, Our cats don't drive cars. They really don't. But uh yeah, so this is fun. Uh I'm I'm digging the uh where the this is a, a, a I I'm enjoying this a lot more than Road to Oz. Um Yeah? yeah. Oh good. So um there's all kinds of strange little things in the little towns off of the Emerald City, so I kind of like that. It's just, you know, they're just Bunbury Bun there's Bunbury, Bunbury and, Bun- and Bunnybury. You know, they're just playing with words there. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very fun. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks like um, we've got uh, uh, a little bit of time to kill. Um, I don't have anything else prepared for us. We can end a little early tonight too, so we can get uh, get to work. I, well, get to work early oh, no. and stuff. You know, I I, I was really excited about. Doing the flea market, and I did yeah. find a neighborhood one that's coming up in the beginning of June. And uh, but middle of June. the dust was really too much. It was it was. I don't think it would be any better. Ooh, more pictures of turkeys, cute. <laughs> but um, I I I do like a turkey. Um, I have. I have seen them driving to work before, and thought like. What the heck? Why, why is this? How is this? You know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, I've, I, I think we're going to find the flea market for us <laughs> and go yeah. there on a regular basis. <laughs> Ken's posting pictures of cats eating dinner. Oh, uh, yeah. Ah, turkey dinner. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on that because, gosh darn it, turkey does taste good. But I don't think that's wild turkey. But I think all the turkeys we eat are based on the wild turkey. That well, yeah, they, yeah, they, they're absolutely. It's just like chickens aren't what they used to be, or pigs aren't feral yeah, hogs, yeah. you know, or feral, you know, uh, boars, yeah. you know. I mean, they're so yeah. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know, uh, Tim, our cat Tim, he he knows when Thanksgiving is. Oh he, yeah, he's he, he a knows, big turkey lover. He knows what turkey is, so he knows. He's a big, 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 big fan. So Thanksgiving yeah. is and a good he, day for him. He's a little kitchen cat. He looks like Toonses, but he does not drive. He does not have any desire to go outside the house. But when Ken starts cooking, starts he, cooking things, he sits in the kitchen. And he just waves at him like, I love what you're doing. And he gives him loving looks. Yeah, he waves at me, waves at the food, you know, is is, is like almost like he doesn't get the distance, (laughs) you know. So, wow, those turkeys are just going nuts. Those turkeys love that truck. They're just like, yeah, we're hanging out here. And then it's like, you know, they'll find themselves in another town if they're not careful. Yeah, or well, yeah, or dead. Um, <laughs> well, you come know. on, don't go dark with this. Sorry, they're, they're cute. Those are cute turkeys. They are. Uh but uh, but yeah. So, <laughs> huh? I want turkeys. Oh uh, no, no. 
No, no, no. What about a peacock? Ludicrous. Oh, no, no, no. That's absolutely Okay, ludicrous. then chickens. Neighbors have chickens. But they have to have a good chicken hutch for them so they don't get loose. Or they get don't get stolen by raccoons. Too many predators in the area. Yes. I don't know. I wonder if a turkey would take out a raccoon if it, it looks like I mean seriously, that looks like a badass turkey, really. I Could don't know. be. <laughs> Could be. So, um, yeah, I completely lost my train of thought, so maybe we should just wrap the show 15 <laughs> minutes early. All right. Uh, but, yeah, uh, uh, but, you know, uh, stay tuned. We're, you know, we're, we're really, like I said, we really enjoy doing the selling that we're doing and um, doing the research on the different movies and stuff. Uh, the the person who bought, I, I will do a caveat, um, the person who bought the French movie has not paid yet. So. Oh. So with that, might uh, I might have to cancel that. I've had a, a few things that I've waited and waited and waited for people to pay, and they haven't paid, and then I just cancel it. You know, waited more than the the four days you're expected to get your payment. And I do have a return yeah. that's coming, but the guy hasn't even shipped it back to me yet. And he it was the biggest he was the biggest whiner in the world. He said he basically had buyer's remorse because he found it for cheaper after he bought it. And he was mm -hmm. like, it was damaged. And he sent pictures of it. And I couldn't see the damage. It's like there's a little dent, like a tiny yeah. dent, you know. And and I just said, hey, man, I, I totally would have given you a partial refund. And he's like, I would still accept a partial refund. And I'm like, you initiated the return. eBay forced me to print a shipping label. Yeah. And send it back. And I found out they have 30 days to mail it back. 30 days. I got to wait. But I still have their mm -hmm. money. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping he just is lazy and doesn't take it to the post office, and you know, I'll, I'll get to keep the money. Goodness. So, and then that's after so the funny that you say late, too lazy to go to the post office because, like, we're seriously there every day. Yeah. I mean, it is close by, which is nice, but yeah. we are at the post office every day. Yeah, it's a third of a mile from our house. It's it's super. Yeah. Yeah, it's walking distance, but you know, usually we drive because we generally have a fair amount of packages so mm. uh but anyway that's all i got check out uh it came from cleveland tomorrow we're gonna have a fun show uh Woo. and um whatever susan has will be the final word on tonight's program that's it um love your animals love your turkeys love your cats love your horses more pictures of horses foxfire need more many more but I hope you guys have a good week and uh, a good weekend. It's coming up. And I think, I'm going to say it out loud, I don't think it's going to snow again. <gasps> That's it.
time for go to bed. <laughs> 